Good afternoon, everyone. Um, welcome to my first podcast. You know, this is my first podcast. Um, I guess I'll just start off by introducing myself. My name is Io. Um, I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Um, and I'm a Christian. You know, I'm, I'm a Christian. That's, uh, I think that's the most important thing to know about me. Um, I'm also a student. I'm a postgraduate student. I'm actually abroad right now. I'm in the UK. I'm in London um, studying record production. Um, you know, I'm very passionate about, you know, music. Um, you know, I'm a singer-songwriter. I, I make beats. But, you know, I'm also, I'm also very, I'm very passionate about my faith. You know, uh, my faith is really what makes me who I am at the end of the day. Grew up in a Christian home, you know, went to church, grew up going to church, you know, got involved in ministry, you know, when I was in college. And, um, yeah, uh, basically, basically, I um, I will be posting, you know, podcasts that really cater to my faith, you know, wh- whatever I'm talking about, whether it's current events, you know, whether it's certain questions that I feel I feel led to um, talk about. Um, I'll be posting those things. Um, anyway, I think what I'll do first is I'll just go ahead and I'll go ahead and pray and uh, we'll get started. Father God, I just call upon your name. Lord, I just ask that you can be present in this room right now. Father Lord, I just pray that um, that whatever comes out of my mouth, it's it's what you want me to say. Um, whatever comes out of my mouth, I pray that it's what what someone needs to hear. You know, I pray that this message reaches someone. You know, I pray that whether it's one person, God, whether it's 10 people, whether it's 100 people, God, I just pray that this message is received by whoever needs to hear it today. And I just pray for you to bless this conversation um, and just give me the words to say. You know, I pray for you to just take control. Um, I, I, I take off, I take off all my worries, all my fears. Um, I take off all my insecurities about speaking to people. And I just pray God that you just take control in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So, uh, the title of this podcast is, is grace a license to sin is grace a license to sin. You know, um, I can definitely say you know, in the body of Christ today, I think that's a question that is uh, is often misconceived, misunderstood. You know, there's such a huge misconception on on what grace is uh, for a lot of believers. And uh, what inspired this podcast for me? You know, the other day I was just, you know, I think I was bored. You know, I was uh, not being productive. <laughs> and you know, you know the you know one of the first things you do when you're when you're bored. You know, you either Go scrolling on Facebook and scrolling on Instagram, Instagram, excuse me. And um, I was on Instagram, you know, I was just scrolling through the the feed, you know, um, and I come across this this guy, um, you know, I don't know his name, but I followed him because I saw that he was also a Christian, and uh, I think he goes by uh, the the Instagram name Jesus Freak. But I just noticed, you know, here's this Christian, here's this young guy, um, you know, like myself, I'm 24. Um, and he's, you know, he's just always all, I, I noticed all his pictures, all his posts were always stuff about God, stuff about Christ. 
they had positive messages. You know, he would he would quote scripture. You know, he would you know he just seemed to be uh, you know again a young man like myself just trying to pursue the Lord and also tell people about it. You know, um, I mean, as Christians, we are called to share the good news. You know, we are called to share the gospel. You know, um, when you know something, when you know something that could benefit other people, um, it's definitely kind of productive to keep it to yourself. But anyway, um, when I was scrolling that day, I came across one of his posts and, you know, it said, I mean, it, it overtly said it was the message was very, very blunt, straightforward. Um, you know, it said, you know, sex with your boyfriend slash girlfriend is fornication and fornicators won't go to heaven unless they repent and stop having sex outside of marriage. And of course, I agreed with it. You know, I, I like the message because I, I think it's definitely true. But what really, really, um, you know, what really kind of made me stop and take a second look was I just noticed all the comments this guy received from posting that. You know, I saw loads of comments. And, you know, for me, I'm always that person, you know, unless it's something I really feel led by God to like post something myself or, you know, speak on something myself. Uh, rarely will you will you see me, you know, post or or reply to, you know, something, you know. Um, but I, I always like to one thing I do do, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who does it. Um, you know, I do read people's comments, you know, because I like to see. I like to see what people are thinking about. You know, I like to see people's perspectives. You know, I like to see um, how people respond to the things that some people say. You know, especially when it comes to when it comes to faith, religion, Christianity. You know, I'm, I'm always trying to see what people think. Um, and I mean, there's a lot. There were so many comments. You know, some people agreed with what he what he what what, what he said. The message. Some people disagreed. You know, I mean, what a lot of what I got. You know, were people saying. You know, um, just because, you know, yeah, if, if, if you, if you, if you indulge in premarital sex, you know, if, if you, if you fall in sin, well, God sees the heart, you know, God sees your heart. And, you know, as long as you believe in him, you know, as long as you, uh, ask for forgiveness, it doesn't matter what you do because God's going to love you anyway. You know, and, you know, some people would say, well, no, that's what that's true. Grace is given, but that's never a license to sin. So basically what I was getting it was really it was really, you know, if I look at all the comments, you know, really, I think what I really got out of it was it was the idea of, you know, grace is given because God knew we would mess up and he's going to love us no matter what versus grace is given. But by no means should it be used as a permission to sin. Um, so I think we should, you know, we should look at. You know, what's God saying? What is God saying about this? You know, um, let, let's see what scripture says. Um, so, for example, I mean, if you open up your Bibles, if you look at John 3.16, you know, that's 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 a very common one. It's a popular verse. Uh, a lot of Christians know that one. Um, and it, it says, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life, you know, um, and I mean, when you look at that, you know, you, 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 you see for yourself, you know, that by believing in, believing in the Lord, believing in his son, you will have eternal life, 
Also in Romans 10 verse 9, it says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Um, and I mentioned this one, especially because this is this is this is the verse that I would see people post. This is one of the verses I would see people mention, you know, um, especially the people who believe that that's all you need. Um, that's all you need to go to heaven. That's all you need to, um, to receive grace. And so I guess the, the next question, the next question really is, you know, if we are saved by our faith, because obviously it's, you know, that if you look at that verse, that's saying that, you know, obviously if you believe, which is, that's what faith really is, you know, if we're saved by our faith, so where does, where does grace kick in? And before I get into that, I want to kind of pause for a minute and kind of touch on the matter of premarital sex. You know, I think obviously that is a, that is a, a big topic, you know, in culture today, in society today, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think we have to, we have to, we cannot, we cannot discredit the fact that, um, you know, in Western culture, in the world, you know, premarital sex is glorified. You know, you see it, you see it in, you see it in entertainment, you know, you see it in TV, you see it in movies, you know, um, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's, if anything, it's, it's not only glorified, it's encouraged. I mean, when I think of when I was in high school, you know, um, a requirement is to take a, a sex education class, you know, and obviously it's definitely no secret that Christ is absent in public education. You know, he is definitely absent in the schools. And um, I will say he's definitely what I what I when I look back in retrospect, I realize he was definitely absent in my sex education class. You know, even teachers, when they teach sex education, they never encourage. At least the teachers I had, they would never encourage abstinence. They would never encourage waiting until you were married. They would never encourage sex in marriage. You know, they just kind of went under under the pre-assumption that students were either sexually active or were going to be sexually active. And based on that, they would say, okay, well, this is what you need to know about sex before you get into it. But I always wondered why that was always left out, you know, because, you know, obviously underage sex at that time was common. Now it's very common. I mean, you see, you see students, you see 14 year olds, 15 year olds who are, you know, who are sexually active, you know, and already, you know, you see, you know, 14, 15 year old girls who are pregnant already, you know, haven't even, life hasn't even started yet, you know. Um, but again, I just realized that, I mean, that, you know, premarital sex is really, we, we, we're, we glorify it, we're desensitized to it, you know, a lot of people do it, and, you know, a lot of people don't see anything wrong with it. Um, and, you know, I think when we, when we think about grace, Again, when we think about grace, when we think about what is what is grace, you know, um, I think another issue, you know, in the body of Christ, you know, is that you see in a lot of churches today, grace is talked about quite often. You know, grace is talked about, obviously, that, you know, we have because of the because of the sacrifice 
that Jesus Christ made for all of us on the cross. Uh, we are, we we are we are free. You know, we are we are saved from the penalties of the of sin of the sin that we commit in life, and we're saved from, you know, we're saved from um, the devil. And I think a lot of people they understand that, like, you know, if you if you if you sin today, if you fall to sin, if you if you if you if you if you uh, give into your flesh, whatever it is, whether it's premarital sex, whether it's um, if you're an alcoholic, you know, if you're if you're a homosexual, you know, um, whatever it is, um, I think a lot of people have the um, understanding that we receive grace. You know, and again, because of the sacrifice that was made on the cross, I believe that we are given grace. We're given grace in the sense that um, we're forgiven. And I also believe that in a way we, uh, we, we, uh, I guess we are excused from experiencing the same kind of wrath that was experienced before Jesus died, died for us. You know, and when I say this, this goes, this goes back into the church when they, when they talk about grace, one thing they don't talk about is wrath. You know, a lot of churches don't talk about wrath. You know, we leave, we live in such a time today where, um, the secular is very active in the church and, um, relevance is chased. Popularity is chased. You know, it's, it's this time where you don't want to offend anyone or step on people's toes and tell them the truth. And, um, that's, I think that's one reason why I think, um, you know, wrath isn't always talked about in the church. But when I think about those times, when I think about before Jesus came into the picture, you know, God's wrath was, was heavy. I mean, when you look at the times of Moses, when you look at the children of Israel, you know, um, I mean, after they were, were freed from bondage, freed from slavery, and Moses brought them to the promised land. You know, after he went to seek God and receive his commandments, I mean, people, they had no, they didn't know what to do with themselves. They had no idea what to do with themselves. And they just started engaging in sin. You know, they started worshiping idols, you know, and as, and, and as, a, as, as a result of that, God's wrath came upon them. You know, they were, they were, to my understanding, they had to, you know, wander for 40 years. I mean, can you, can you, can you imagine that, you know, being freed? Here you are, here you are in bondage all these years. You're finally free. And then y'all just mess it up again. <laughs> and now you're, and now you just, you're, you're, you're stuck for another 40 years. But again, that's God's wrath. When you look at King David, you know, when he, when he, uh, when he uh, slept with another man's wife, when he slept with Bathsheba, when he had that man killed, you know, um, God's wrath came upon them. You know, they lost their first child. You know, that's God's wrath. You know, when you look at King Solomon, when he um, decided to allow other gods to be worshipped over the Lord, his wrath came upon him. You know, um, and again, I think that that is one thing that's one thing that I think we as Christians today have with grace 
the grace that was given to us by Jesus Christ, by Jesus Christ's sacrifice for us, from him, for him, for him dying on the cross for us, is that we are saved from his wrath. Um, but I think the problem is that people kind of stop there and they think, well, because of that, you know, um, because because I have grace, that means that no matter what I do, again, God God will still love me. God still sees my heart. Um, and you know, in that post, one one verse that was also mentioned, I forgot to say earlier, but um, if you look at First Corinthians six verse nine, it says, "Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral." nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And I mean, that's a strong verse, but that says it as clear as day. You know, that says it as clear as day that, um, I mean, if, if, if the question for people is, you know, am I going to go to heaven? I mean, when you look at this list, and let, let me just say that I'm sure as, as, you know, all of us have fallen short. You know, no one is perfect. I'm sure that, you know, there, there are things even I myself have, have fallen victim to, or, or for lack of a better word, you know, am guilty of, you know, at one point in my life. You know, but when I look at this, you know, I tell myself, I mean, I, I definitely want to go to heaven. I definitely want to go to heaven, you know, um... But all these things can keep me from doing that. And, you know, a lot of people saw him, you know, saw the guy um, post this on Instagram. They saw him mention this and people still disagreed. They still felt like um, God is not a God who will send me to hell. You know, if I have grace, um, you know, for example, it, say I'm say I'm say, if I'm sexually immoral. And I am always, I'm always sexually immoral. I'm not going to go to hell because as like Romans 10, 9 says, as John 3, 16 says, you know, because I believe in, in Christ, because I believe in the sacrifice, I have grace. And so I am, I am excused. I am excused from, from what this says. Um, and again, that's where I think that misunderstanding of what grace is comes in because grace in my humble opinion, is not a license to sin. You know, grace is not an excuse to, as Christians, live our lives, you know, however we want. I mean, you, if you, you can, let me just say, you, you can live, you can do whatever you want. You, you can, I mean, because we have free will. But that doesn't mean that everything that you do is actually the right thing to do, is actually beneficial for you. You know, even Paul said, you know, all things are, all things are, you know, all things are, 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 all things are, 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 um, I'm trying to remember the verse. I believe it says something like all things are, you know, lawful for me. All things are, um, pretty much he's saying I can, I can, I can do what I want, but not everything is beneficial. And it's true. I mean, when you look at uh, when you look at certain things, certain things that we fall victim to, when you look at sin, I mean, yeah, you can you can do certain things, but they're definitely going to have 
there's going to be consequences to our actions. There's going to be consequences to the things we do. There's consequences to um, to to you know having sex outside of marriage. You know, there's consequences to you know being a thief. You know, eventually you're going to get caught. You know, there's there's consequences to to being greedy. You know, there's consequences for the love of money. You know, it says the love of money. The Bible says love of money is the root of all evil. You know, there's there's a consequence for for our actions, for the things that we do. Um you know, so people they have that they have that they have that perception of you know, if as long as I because I have grace, I can do anything I want and it doesn't matter if even if I you know, it doesn't matter what I do because God's going to love me anyway and God sees my heart. You know. Um But it also says in the Bible, you know, it says in John 14:15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You know. Um and I think we get to a point when you when you get to a point where you're getting closer to the Lord, when you're when you're saying I'm going to follow him, I'm going to obey him, I'm going to worship him, I'm going to please him, I'm going to honor him. You know, you tell yourself you don't want to keep doing things that doesn't please God. I mean, we know from scripture, we know for we know from from reading 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 the Bible, we know that if you get anything out of it, you know that God doesn't like sexual immorality. You know, God doesn't like idolatry. God doesn't like adultery. God doesn't like homosexuality. God doesn't like thievery. God doesn't like greed. He doesn't like pride. He doesn't like debauchery. He doesn't like revilings. He doesn't like he doesn't like those things. You know, we know that he doesn't like it. And obviously we know because he doesn't like it, you can't expect you can't expect to to be around him. He, I mean, you can't expect him. He's not going to want to be around the things he doesn't like. And he's not going to claim he's not going to claim the one his, his children who, who he doesn't feel are of him. You know, in First John three, um, verse seven to nine, it says, little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. For God, for, excuse me, for God's seed abides in him. And he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. Again, this is another verse that's very, that's very, you know, it really hits it on the head. It's really straightforward, you know, um, you know, as when, when you are when you're a child of God, you know, you can't make a practice. You can't you can't tell yourself, OK. I know. I'm going to go get drunk this weekend. You know, I know I'm going to be drinking this weekend, you know. Because, um, I mean, that's saying, especially if you know, and it's because it's especially I think I see a lot of my peers today. You know, they have that kind of mentality that, well, I know what I'm going to be doing this weekend and I'm okay with it because I know even though it's wrong, I have grace and God will love me anyway because I was because I believe in Christ. I believe you have a lot of Christians who believe in God and they believe that that's enough. They believe it's enough to believe in God and believe in his son and believe in the sacrifice that was made for Christians. And they believe that that's all that you need. But you can still you can't bear fruits. The Bible also says faith without works is dead. 
how can you say you believe but you don't have works to show to 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 to, um, to uh, demonstrate your faith? You know, also in Hebrews ten, verse twenty six, which I think is a really another it's really another good verse. It says, "For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins." And this is huge for me. This is one thing that I think a lot of us need to understand is that if if the point of grace is just to be a get out of jail free card, it's basically a, a license to do whatever you want, that defeats the purpose of what Christ did on the cross. Because his intention was not only for, to save us from, from God's wrath, but to also set us free from bondage. Because he also said, for whoever is, whoever is, whoever indulges in sin is a slave to it. Whoever indulges in sin is a slave to it. If you indulge in sin, you become a slave to this. I say this not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this to criticize people. I'm not saying this to judge people. I'm, I'm saying it because it's the truth. And I'm saying this from personal experience. You know, I've had my struggles. I've had struggles where I've seen myself become a slave to that sin in my life. And so I know from experience that that's true. That's 100% true. And I mean, you can take it how you want it. You can, I'm sure people have their, their own opinion on it, but that's, that's my personal opinion. Um, and I think another thing that should be mentioned, you know, to clarify is there's a difference between deliberately sinning versus the occasional slip up. You know, like I said, in Romans, it says in Romans 3.23, it says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And this is a fact. We have all we we were born sinners. We were born sinners. You know, I've heard the term expressed. I was shaped. I'm pretty sure it was David who said I was I was born in iniquity and in sin and my mother conceived me. So we are born. We are because of because of, you know, the first sin that was made by Adam and Eve. We were all going to be born sinners. We were all going to be shaped in iniquity. It's safe to say that that human beings have a sinful nature because sin is it, 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 it's within our flesh. You know, we have that we have that sense that that nature. We have that tendency to do wrong because of what happened thousands of years ago. You know, and so Jesus calls us to deny our flesh, to deny ourselves and follow him. We can't we, we are not our own captain. We are not our own. We are. We were bought with the price. He also says that we were bought with the price. You know, um, he says to flee from temptation. You know. Um, but yeah, the, the you know, I think there's a difference between premeditating something that you're going to do. You know, like there's a difference between. To use okay, let's use let's use something that a lot of men today struggle with, which is pornography. That's something I myself have have fallen victim to. You know, that's something I myself have 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 um, have uh, have I've I've had to deal with that in my life. You know, I've definitely had to I've had my battles with that. You know, but it's by the grace of God that I continue to seek Him. And continue to deny, deny my flesh and, de- and deny those, 
those uh, deny those urges, deny that, deny that to consume my life. But for example, if there's a difference between saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to watch pornography today because I know that it doesn't matter if I watch it because God's still going to love me. He knows I'm not perfect. He sees my heart. He knows that I love the Lord. He knows that I believe in him. I believe in his son, but I'm still going to watch it today because I'm going to do what I want today. I'm, 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 I want to feel good. I want to, I'm going to, it's my own body. I, I can do what I want. It's my body. I can do what I want with it. So I'm going to watch it today. There's a difference between that deliberately doing something after premeditating it, that you were going to, that you were going to do it versus the occasional slip up, which for those, for those of us who, you know, might want me to elaborate on that. It's to me falling, just falling, just slipping up. When you, you were trying to fight something, you were trying to fight pornography. You were trying to fight yourself, keep yourself from watching it, you know? And next thing you know, you allow yourself to give into your flesh. You allow yourself to, to fall, to fall short. You just, you, you fell, you know, you, you, you gave in, you weren't planning on it, but it happened, you know? Um, that, that there's a huge difference. There's a huge difference there. And I think in that situation, it's always, that's when you do want to, um, seek forgiveness from the Lord. And, um, you know, that's when you want to, you want to repent, you know, because, you know, scripture also tells us to be quick to confess our sins so that we will be healed. You know, but again, because God does see the heart, he, he can definitely tell the difference between deliberately sinning versus the occasional slip up, you know. Um, but again, a lot of Christians, a lot of people feel like it's OK to do these things. It's OK to do it because I have grace, you know, because I have grace. It's OK that I'm that I'm indulging in this in, in something that God doesn't like, you know, because remember, the spirit is within us. God lives within us. You know, when Jesus died, you know, Paul talks about how when Jesus died, we were, um, when he was resurrected, we were resurrected with him and Christ is in us. And so don't think for a second that when you do something, God doesn't feel it because God is right there with you. When you're doing the things he doesn't like, he has to feel, he has to be right there with you as you're doing it. He has to feel what you're feeling, you know, so it's, 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 it's breaking the covenant that we make with God when we indulge in these things, when we indulge in pornography, when we indulge in premarital sex. When, I mean, can I just stop and say, when you sleep with someone who you're not supposed to be married to, sex was the covenant. And not to get too much into this, I'll definitely have to save this for another podcast. But, you know, long story short, I mean, sex was a covenant God made. It's an act of worship and it should be done with one person who is the one that God has for you, you know. Um, and if you're someone who's struggling with premarital sex, if you're someone who's, who's dealing with that, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not condemning you. That's not my job. That's not what I'm here to do. You know, I feel I'm, I'm called to speak the truth. You know, I'm just telling you that, you know, if, if you, if you're trying to go to heaven, if you're trying to reach the pearly gates, you know, we gotta, we can't, we can't just keep thinking that we have grace. We have to remember that there's also consequences, you know, for for not, for not, for not, um, keeping God's commandments. Yes. Grace is given. Grace is going to be there. If you, if you mess up, you have grace, but to 
you know, but to but to continue on the sin that we're we're supposed to be we're called to be free from, it defeats the purpose. Romans six verse one verse verse excuse me verse uh, one to four, it says, "What shall we say then? Are we to continue to sin that grace may abound? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? We were buried therefore with Him by baptism baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead." By the glory of the Father, that we too might walk in newness of life. So when you get His grace, you know it's it's it. There's a catch. It's not just like it's a free gift. I mean, it is a free gift, but if I still believe, I mean, you have to keep your end of the bargain. Christ has given us grace, you know, but it's it's not so that we can just do whatever we want. You know, when you think of an ex-convict. You know, when when they are when they are um, when they are called by the board so that the board can determine if they are eligible for parole. You know, think about what are the conditions for an ex-convict to be able to be paroled. They want to see that the ex-convict has changed. They want to see that the ex-convict feels remorse for what he did. You know, they want to see, they want to know that he's not going to do, do it again. They want to know that he's changed. They want to know that he feels remorse for what he did. And they want to know he's not going to do it again. That's the condition for him to be paroled. And I think that's, that's really how I see repentance. That's really what I think repent, part of what repenting is. It's showing that you feel bad about what you did. You know, it's, but it's also, it's also, demonstrating to God that you are going to that you are turning away from what you've done and you're not going to do it again what did Christ say to Mary Magdalene you know after she was she was about to be stoned to death they're about to stone her to death Christ said let him who is without sin cast the first stone but what he said I think a lot of people don't um They don't, they don't, they don't grasp what he says at the end when he speaks to her. He says, where are they that condemn you? Neither will I condemn you. Go forth and sin no more. Go forth and sin no more. You know, he's not saying go forth and do your best. You know, he wasn't, he was, he was, he was, he was direct. He made his, he made his statement very clear to her. He said, go forth sin no more the way I look at that is like you know don't you do it again don't you do this again go on it's okay you're good you're you're covered I forgive you but don't you do it again and that's the way I think that we have to look at grace that's the way I think we have to look at repentance that's how I think we should look at our our relationship with Christ that we're not we're not it's not just a light it's not that he's a it's not just that he he loves us where we're at because yes he does but it's counterproductive. It's 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 deceitful to believe that because Christ covers us, because his love is on us, because he looks at our hearts. And let's just let me just say he also he's also the same one that said out of the heart of man is what comes. What comes the the, the fleshly desires that that's what what out of your heart is what is what comes is what is what uh, is where the evil comes from. So yeah, God sees your heart. So he knows you can't fool you can't fool him. 
You can't fool him. But I just think it's 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 counterproductive for us to think that because we have grace, that's all we need. You know, that's all that we need because we have grace and because we believe in God, that's enough. That that's enough to to reach the Father. But every man will be he will be judged according to his works. You know, and I think another issue that I've noticed um, in the body of Christ today is that issue of relevance. It seems like, and I, I, I think, you know, again, this comes from the influence of the world. This comes from, you know, social media, from entertainment, from popular culture. You know, um, I heard a pastor talk about once for people today they take their faith, they take the word of God, they take, um, they take it and they make it relevant to their lifestyle, you know, because they believe God sees the heart. If they're struggling in a certain area, then God, God, God overlooks. And I mean, yeah, he does overlook our sin when we, when, that's, that, that's part of grace. He does overlook it, but you got to change. But uh, a lot of, a lot of people, you know, they um they, they 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 take their faith and cater it to their lifestyle no matter what it is but that's making that is making god's word that's making his faith relevant you know and what the pastor said he said it really well he said that god was never relevant he was never made to be relevant god is absolute in the beginning was the word and the word was god and the word was with god god was there he was always there the beginning of time the lord was there we are his creation you know, so God is God is absolute. You know, he's going he, he's he was there before we were here and he's going to be there when we when we when we leave this earth. You know, he's he's always going to be there. Um so I I you know, I I just want to encourage I want to encourage Christians, you know, I want to encourage people who are believers in Christ. Don't make don't make the Lord relevant. You know, be honest with yourself. You know, be 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 uh be sincere you know if you're struggling with something whatever it might be if it ha- if it's premarital sex you know if it's sexual immorality if it's adultery if it's homosexuality which i was it's such a it's such a touchy subject nowadays it seems like um it seems like especially if you're a christian and you speak on you speak on something as 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 uh controversial as homosexuality you are you are um you are you are criticized by people you are judged people people are quick to attack you you know um but if you're struggling with any of these things um i would just urge you to to Make sure you have that understanding of what grace is to reevaluate what grace is and ask yourself, if I want to go to heaven, what is it in my life that I'm doing that is not pleasing God? You know, what is it in my life that will keep me from seeing my father? You know, what is it in my life that I have to. That I have to die to what is it in my flesh that I must die to daily because we must die to our flesh daily. What is it that I must die to daily? In order to become closer to God. Because sin separates. Sin separates. 
but that that's pretty much what I have for my first podcast. Um, I hope, you know, hopefully I know I kind of went off tangents, <laughs> but hopefully you got something out of this. I, I pray that whoever listens to this, that they really get something out of what I was trying to say. Um, I'm just going to pray, pray us out real quick. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pray us out real quick. Father God, I just, I thank you. I thank you for what your son did on the cross. I thank you for what you did for us, Lord. I thank you that, I thank you that, that, um, that through our faith in you and through, and through, and through, um, taking up our cross and following Christ, that we are a new creation, that we can be free from, from, from the bondage of sin, that we can be free from slavery, that we are made anew, Lord. I, I just, I just pray God that whoever listens to this is blessed by it. I pray God that they receive this message the way you wanted them to receive it or the way it was meant to be received. Lord, I pray for us. I pray for the body of Christ. I pray that we, um, that we continue to walk in grace, walk in grace correctly, walk in grace in its truth. And I pray that, you know, that we continue to resist, resist the confusions and the, 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 the spirits of deception that are imposed on us by the devil. God, I just pray for your children. I pray that we continue to serve you in these, in these last days. Lord, I pray that we continue to worship you. I pray that, I pray that, that, uh, I pray that your sheep, I pray that your sheep, um, do not wander. And I pray that for those of us that do wander, God, I pray that you'll always claim us. I pray and ask that you'll always claim us. And it's in your holy name I pray. Amen. In Jesus' name. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I definitely will be doing more podcasts. Um, this is this is new for me. This is something I'm, I've, I just felt led to do. You know, I think when God put something in your heart, you know, um, as opposed to just, you know, sitting on it or, or not doing it. You gotta, you gotta, when God speaks, you gotta move with him. You gotta move. And, uh, that's what I felt led to do today. You know, I had something in my heart that was put in my heart based on something I saw, but I feel like God, God, you know, put it in my heart to speak on it today. So yeah, I definitely will be having more podcasts. Um, uh, I'll also be posting them on social media. Um, I'll be posting them on, you know, um, posting links for them, you know, on my, hopefully on my Instagram, you know, at, at Tunde Music, that's at T-U-N-D-E Music. Um, I'll also be posting them on my YouTube, which is something you can find on my, um, uh, that's a link you can find on my, my Instagram as well. But, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. God bless you. God keep you in Jesus name. Peace and blessings to you all. And until next time.